Owensboro Community and Technical College will unveil its long-awaited $12 million Industry Innovation Center on March 2nd. We're going to discuss what the addition of this new center means to OCTC and how it will benefit students in the future. Stay with us. This is Inquiry. From the Messenger Inquirer, I'm Don Wilkins, and joining me in studio is OCTC President Dr. Scott Williams. Dr. Williams, before I get into the show, I would like to, you know, I always like to brag about being a proud Hilltopper alum, but I also want to make it known that I'm a proud graduate of OCTC, or whenever I was there, it was called Owensboro Community College, and back then it was a satellite of the University of Kentucky, and it was at OCC that I was introduced to journalism. Uh, I took a basic reporting class. Uh, joined the campus newspaper called Occurrences, and from there I went to Western Kentucky University and majored in print journalism. I can also say that OCTC's campus has grown quite a bit since I was there, and that's what we're here to talk about today, uh, more growth with the new Industry Innovation Center. Dr. Williams, first talk about the process of getting this new Innovation Center built. You know, I started working at the MI in, in 2011, and I remember this being among the projects discussed then. How did this finally come together? You bet, Don. I, first of all, I want to say that we are proud to have you as an alumnus. So uh, we're ex certainly excited about uh, what you have done and proud to say that you're a graduate of OCC or at, at the time, but OCTC. So, so I wasn't sure if I was grandfathered into OCTC. You, you definitely are. <laughs> we claim you as OCTC. But uh, let's talk a little bit about the Industry Innovation Center. Uh, Actually, to give you a little context, this actually began uh, with the first Advanced Technology Center that was built and opened on our campus in 2007. Initially, that project was to be twice the size uh, that the ATC building currently is. Uh, however, due to budgetary constraints, they actually had to cut the building down in size by almost half. And so when ATC, we call it ATC Phase 1, or the Advanced Technology Center, was built and opened in 2007, we still at that time knew that there was a need for much more training and educational space, uh, especially in the technical field. So as time progressed, this community and the college uh, and our local uh, uh, legislative delegates really Really made it a priority to try to complete uh, that original project and get the second phase of ATC, as we called it at the time, moving forward. In fact, the community, the chamber, and the EDC made this their number one priority for several years in the 2010s. And uh, finally, the legislation was passed called the Build Smart legislation uh, that actually provided the funding so that we can move forward uh, with building the building. And uh, that's what brings us here today. So what about the, the hurdles this project faced uh, not only early on, but even more recently during the construction phase. Sure. Well, you know, early on, probably the biggest hurdle was uh, uh, raising the funds. And uh, the, the latest hurdle or the most recent hurdle is, if uh, you're aware, we had uh, actually uh, the construction company that uh, received the bid and was building the building uh, actually filed for bankruptcy about, oh, a third, uh, 40 percent through uh, the construction of the project. Uh, obviously, that uh, stopped construction. Uh, it's delayed us about six months, uh, but uh, we're proud to say that we, uh, Danco came on board, has done a wonderful job, has really put a lot of effort and uh, uh, worked expediently to get the building completed. Yeah, if there's any consolation, Dr. Williams, that, that your project there wasn't the only one affected by that bankruptcy, uh, 
you know, the, the Bluegrass Museum here, and there was a, a water plant that's being built over in Calhoun there that was affected. So you weren't alone, you know, with that, so... <laughs> Uh, you, we were not, so that was uh, it. Was it's nice to have others in that <laughs> endeavor as well. Yeah, if, if you want to look at the glass half full, there. That's right. Um, so you know, as I understand it, you know, OCTC had to raise a quarter uh, of those funds, three million, uh, to get this twelve million dollar project built. How difficult was raising that money, and how was it done? You know, as I mentioned, what was unique about building this building was that it was not totally bonded and funded through the state. And that the state said, uh, we'll pay three quarters of the cost of the project, and then uh, the local community or the college and local community need to raise 25% of it. So uh, we uh, were then, before we could start the project, uh, tasked with raising the $3 million. to be honest with you, uh, while raising that amount of money is by no means an easy uh, thing to take on, uh, we were extremely fortunate in that this was truly, as I said earlier, a priority of this community. And so uh, right off the bat, we had the city and the county that each put up a million dollars towards $3 million. That was a significant boost to getting us uh, uh, moving on the project. And then uh, the remainder of the funds were raised uh, through businesses and industry companies and leaders, and uh, we certainly are proud and are thankful for their support to get this uh, project where it is now. So tell us about the Industry Innovation Center and how it will benefit OCTC going forward. That's a a great question, and it's certainly very important because what we were faced with when we were not able to actually have the size and scale of building we needed in the first uh, phase of the Advanced Technology Center, what this allowed us to do is we were still very much short on uh, what we would call technical skills training space. And uh, what we really needed was not more classrooms necessarily, but more open lab space and uh, so students could do more hands-on training. What the building is allowing us to do is take our cramped welding program, which is on the southeastern campus uh, behind Davis County, and we're able to move it into a state-of-the-art facility that uh, basically triples the number of welding booths that we have to weld with. We also, our HVAC program, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, which is housed in the downtown campus, actually right next to the Messenger Inquirer here, it was also uh, cramped for space. So we have moved it to a much larger uh, lab on in the Industry Innovation Center. And finally, our electrical program, which is housed on the main campus in the Advanced Technology Center, it has grown to the point, it's one of our larger programs, that we needed extra space, training space, so uh, there will be an electrical lab in this uh, building as well. But it did more than just increase space. So what we can do now is we really actually have uh, the ability to increase our size of our classes by more than 50%. So we can actually increase the number of students in any given course uh, by 50%. And for instance, let me give you an example. In welding, we only had 16 booths per class uh, at the southeastern campus. What this now allows us to do, we have 24 booths per class, so we now no longer have to turn students away or put them on a waiting list. They can sign right up for the class. So this is the same for all of those programs. But more importantly, there are a few areas that we did not have the space to actually train in, especially in high-tech areas that our manufacturing industry sorely needed. And that is uh, a couple of them I'll talk about. The first one is, is automation and robotics. We had no space to train and teach students how to run automation robotics, welding robots, material handling robots, that now we have space in the Industry Innovation Center and the training materials to do that with.
with the equipment. And finally, uh, in the HVAC, we really needed to, to get to a point where we could come into the, more of the 21st century and be able to work on technologies such as solar um, and uh, commercial refrigeration as well as a geothermal and those are all now components in that new HVAC lab as well as uh, we are able now to move into what we call building automated systems which is really how most uh, internal or environmental controls are handled in most buildings anymore so uh, it's it's not only allowing us to to address and educate more students, give them the skills that they need to get into the workforce, but it also allows us to branch out and address many of the needs that our uh, manufacturing and our industries need here in the local region. Now, whenever I was at OCC, you know, students, and, and it's the reason why I was there, you know, used the school to kind of take their basics and, and save money before going off to a four-year college. Does this new building kind of represent a shift from a two-year liberal arts community college to now a major tech and trade school? Really, it, it doesn't, Don. Our mission is threefold, and that is to, one, advance the lives of people in three areas, career technical training, uh, what we call transfer education, as well as in workforce training. And and we take all three of those, all three of those legs of the stool, if you will, are equally important. So uh, we still, and be honest with you, the vast majority of our students, at least half of our students, are there taking liberal arts classes or their basics, general education, in preparation to go on to the university. So that is still a focus uh, uh, of the college. Uh, we're very proud of that focus. But in addition to that, we're also equally as proud uh, to be producing the workforce that's needed to keep Owensboro growing. And, and that's what this building will, will help us achieve and continue that tradition. So you're going to be having this official ribbon-cutting ceremony on March 2nd, and for folks who want to attend, uh, what should they expect, and when will the new center be ready for use? Absolutely. Well, it, the, it will be on March the 2nd, as you said, Don. It will be at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It will be in the foyer area, the lobby area, of the new Industry Innovation Center there on our main campus. Um, the event will start at 1. Uh, there will be some guests there that will comment that helped us get this building going. Uh, those folks will be there to make comments about how important the building is. Uh, and uh, so we'll make some remarks dedicating the building. We'll have a ribbon cutting. And then we also were tying this with a celebration for all those people who uh, have supported uh, the college through philanthropy over the years. So uh, uh, we're excited about the event, and we certainly hope everybody will come out. Now, when will it be ready for you? So you guys going to start it immediately, or will it be you know, I, I guess in the summer or fall. After the ribbon cutting and, and starting around the week of March 5th, we will start to actually start to move. Uh, we actually have equipment that's being moved in and set up, but we will start to move uh, the remainder of the equipment in from our other facilities as those equipment are uh, stopped being used by the students in their program. And we will slowly or actually quickly move that over the uh, center uh, actually set up and ready to go for classes beginning in June the 1st. And then uh, our main focus will be, obviously, uh, to get the uh, fall semester kicked off in that new building. So all those programs will uh, no longer be offering classes uh, at their existing facilities uh, starting in this summer. And that will wrap up our show for this week. I want to thank Dr. Scott Williams for joining me. And to send us questions or to provide feedback, Email us at newscast at messenger-inquire.com. 
Remember, you can find us on the Mystery Inquirer's website, its mobile app, and iTunes, where you can subscribe to Inquirer. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquirer.